This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking about giving therapy a try, check out BetterHelp. It's entirely online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a questionnaire, they match you with a licensed therapist, and you can switch anytime, no additional charge. So, celebrate the progress that you've already made by visiting betterhelp.com slash yanks today, and you'll get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash yanks. Today is Monday, January 4th, and we're talking Yankees. We're talking about some arbitration stuff. We're talking DJ LeMahieu Part 2, now that things have cooled down a little bit and we got to think it out a little bit more, and we have a ton of voicemails. Let's get into it. Let's talk Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy, John Boy Jake. Recaps galore for weekly awards. That line steaming hot takes. Your Yankees news with these two fine dudes. It's time for Talking Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy. John Boy and Jake. Talking Yanks with old John Boy. John Boy and Jake. All right, what's up, everybody? Thank you for joining us again for our, our third episode in this seven day span because we had the emergency episode. It is uh, Monday, if you're listening on the uh, on the podcast app. It's Sunday, if you're watching live with us. If you want to watch live with us in the future, you can join Patreon. And we have some uh, special people to shout out that sponsored this very episode. We got Anthony. No H, so it's not Anthony, and no last name. So it's not Anthony Williams. It's just Anthony. Francis, Anthony. ooh, Ooh, I didn't practice this last name. Francis Fierdal- Fierdalisi? Fierdalisi Jr. Francis Fierdalisi Jr. Boom, nailed it's the, it. It's the, it's the Florida Lee. Florida Lee Jr. Derek Denning. Nevin Kulangara. That's fun. Mm. Kulangara. Julian Liu. Jack William. Solid. English-American name right there from Jack. And Carlos Rivera. Those are our most recent Patreon subscribers. They uh, $2 a month. They support us. They get to watch live. They get to watch the video. They get uh, to a chance to win two affordable jerseys a month. So if you want to do that, do that. Thanks. Jake, how are you doing today? Good, man. Some good names. Yeah, some Kulingara. good names. Kulingara. Kulingara. Don't know if we're saying you- it right. How you flew in blind for Francis Fierdelisi. <laughs> yeah, I should have practiced that a million times. I mean, times. that's that's insanity. I'm doing all right, man. I'm sore. I, I, I sent you one of the otter texts I've ever sent right before this. Um, Wait, hold on. I, I, get, got, I don't know if I've gotten it yet. Five text messages. No, it's getting ready to do the show, and I, like, zoned out, and, like, my ankle just hurt. Oh. It's just like an old man move. Which so angle, got it, left or right? Got, right. It was hurting. Oh, it was wow. barking at me. That's um, no good. You do a lot with that start, ankle. Have to start calling me Jacoby. You take half your steps with that ankle. Zing. 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 Um, we zinged Jacoby yeah, and Tulo pretty hard yesterday. It's been a... Uh, what are the... What are the since the LeMahieu signing, which was what, Friday, Friday night? Yep. Like, what has been the vibe in Yankee Nation? Confusion. It's, it's kind of been, 
It's been an awkward exhale, right? Yeah, like, it's, it's still confusion and it's still cannibalism and it's confusion. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, we had big plans to like I was going to make dinner, like a Sunday dinner for my parents today, but I canceled it. We said, nah, not doing that anymore because we got to record. I got other stuff to do. I, I shoveled a lot today. First snow on the island over here. We don't get a lot of snow, so we woke up to a couple inches Katie, my girlfriend, was so incredibly happy because she never had snow come to her because she's a California girl. So she woke up like a little kid, like, oh, look. And I was like, let's go for a walk. Went for a walk, didn't own a shovel, went to the hardware store, bought a shovel, spent the next two hours shoveling. So I have had a great day. And people may think that I'm being uh, facetious or sarcastic. I'm being genuine. I enjoy shoveling. I'm a weirdo. I shoveled the entire sidewalk of the entire block and everyone's front front stoop and then i shoveled the boardwalk like in our area big shovel enthusiast yeah i've I've got a mix of emotions with that because i i like that you like shoveling i like that there's a there's a zen aspect to it it's kind of like those sand things people play with what do you call those when you're like raking sand yeah i don't know that's kind of you with snow yeah yeah um I didn't, was, I didn't even have I don't, a podcast. I don't like you doing. I don't like you doing everybody's stuff. I think that's too hard. Oh, I don't like. I don't like you putting your yourself in that spot in the neighborhood. Well, I only did front what if porches. There's, what if there's an old guy that's been in Lavalette for the past twenty years, and he loves doing that? And he then he would have been he, out. Some had he already got been out. Five minutes after you finished, ready to shovel the block, and his heart just sank. <laughs> so there's some houses here that. Are, they don't live here in the winter. They're summer only because we're on the beach. So I didn't do every house. Maybe I said that, but I, I did every house that had footprints in the snow. And I was like, okay, someone lives here. They walk through this. I'll shovel it for them so they don't have to walk through it again. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's big, the big shovel enthusiast. It's the I'm only thing. To- you know what it is? I'm allergic to anything green. So I can never breathe okay. easy in the summer and the spring. And when the snow's on the ground, it covers everything I'm allergic to. So I'm out there just like sniffing up the air. Like, oh, that goes all the way to my lungs. This is so delightful. No allergies. Deep, cold breaths. Yeah. And then I did. I was Brett Gardner, man. I didn't have any music. I didn't like to have my phone. Just nothing. And that's weird for me because I'm very rarely alone with my thoughts. I don't even go grocery shopping without headphones in. That sounds miserable. Right. So anyway, well, I'm happy for you. It's a good Sunday so far. Uh, good question, though, about where we are. Like, what happened since the DJ LeMayhew stuff? What are we going to talk about today? Well, we still got DJ LeMayhew stuff because our emergency reaction podcast, go listen to it if you haven't, because right. those are always uh, a ball of energy because they're so fresh. And we were trying to figure it out, and you were getting you were getting frustrated. People loved it, Jake. It was a big Jake-heavy reaction in a positive way. That's not the best way to form that sentence, but people were like, Jake crushed it that episode. So good for you. Yeah. P- people were happy with me, which is odd. Don't, don't know how to react in those situations. I, I don't know. Do we, do we want to get out brief our statements on DJ LeMahieu, or we're just going to let it run out throughout the show, or what do you think? We're going to let the voicemails dictate that stuff, because we'll get, we'll okay. get there na- through the voicemails. They'll get us there. We have yeah. 11 voicemails. But I wanted to talk about arbitration for a little to show it, because that was like the only new nuggets of stuff that came out, is this arbitration stuff, because there was people that are in the know that 
follow along every day, upset that Severino didn't get, they didn't reach agreement with Severino. So the Yankees reached right. an agreement on arbitration. And if you don't know, uh, when a player comes up, they have three years of cost-controlled years where the Yankees pay them 500 grand, 600, 750, whatever. Then they have three years in a, and of arbitration. And every year, you the, the player's side says, this is what we think we deserve. And the, the team says, nope, this is what we think you deserve. And if it's close, they usually meet in the middle somewhere. And if they can't come to an agreement, it goes to a panel of arbiters, three people in like a conference room. And it's basically a trial. And each side gets to present information why it's this. Now, the arbiters, the three people in the room cannot say, we think this is the correct price and meet somewhere in the middle. They have two options. They have the the player's option or the team's option. Now, when you go to this, it's ugly. It's because you're standing there and your general manager and your owner of the team that you play for, who giving you the contract, is arguing against why you don't deserve money. So they're like picking apart all your faults. So a lot of teams try to avoid going to arbitration. The Yankees avoided it with Dellen Batansis, Greg Bird, Sonny Gray, Didi Gregorius, Aaron Hicks, Tommy Canely, James Paxson, Austin Romine. They avoided it with all of those. They all agreed. And people are shocked like that Sonny Gray got $7 million. But that's kind of just the way it works. Like you get bumped up because you have another year in the league and all that. Like, you know, you just keep climbing and climbing. Yeah. Severino, they did not reach an agreement. Well, I was shocked when the numbers came out because I think the Yankees, we don't know what the negotiations are, but when they have to submit the numbers for the three arbiters to choose from, and it's $4.5 million is what the Yankees want to pay, and the Severino's camp was asking for five point two five, So they're eight hundred and fifty grand apart. Now, if they met in the middle somewhere, we're talking about four hundred grand more. Right. Or less, either way. And if it's if the Yankees won't go meet in the middle there, that's crazy to me because, like I tweeted out, they just they just slipped CC five hundred k as an incentive for not. It was his innings limit, but you know that's for you, bitch. That whole moment he didn't get it. Right. They're like, whatever. Here you go, CC. They gave Tulo five hundred k The Walking Dead, but they won't go up four hundred k to meet in the middle with Sevy. Now maybe Sevy's camp. Like, that's their hard line. Their 5.25 was their very bare minimum, and they came in higher, and that's what they dropped it to. Who knows? It seems silly. It seems silly that the Yankees wouldn't just meet it, match it, so they don't have to go into the arbiter and talk shit about Sevy to his face. I think Sevy's going to win. Do you, do you have anything? I have more tidbits on arbitration before we get into voicemails. Do you have anything on all this? Do you care? You were, I, you were going for a little bit there. Yeah, I'm going. You're, you're into this arbitration world. It's this weird thing where I want, like, it's infor- inf- it's information. So, uh, yeah, like, we always say, if you want to have opinions on things, make sure they're informed opinions. So that's laid out. I, arbitration is always interesting to me ever since I read that book talking about Derek Jeter's arbitration. I tweeted out the pictures of it. Because after 98, Jeter had won two World Series. He was, like, the star young player. And they went to arbitration over a couple million. And Cashman, it was in 1999. And Cashman just ripped him apart. Not He didn't hit any home runs and blah, 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 blah. And Cashman ended up losing. But Jeter said, like, no one should ever have to go through that. That sucked. Yeah. But then the next year, Jeter hit the most home runs he's ever hit in his season. Had the best season of his career. So did it light a fire. They went to arbitration with Dylan Batansis. 
And because Dell said he wanted closer money. And Randy Levine talked to the media and said some jackass quotes like, he can't close. He's never closed. Why would he get closer money? And all that stuff. It gets ugly. Last year, the Red Sox went to arbitration with Mookie Betts. And as part of their strategy to convince the arbiters that Mookie wasn't worth the money, they played Chris Bryant highlights on a video screen and said he's not as good as Chris Bryant. Yeah, people don't realize... Well, a common theme for the past few weeks have now been business and baseball with people just talking about the Yankees' income and now we're talking about arbitration. It's it's truly every baseball player's first time. Like they play baseball hard their whole life. They go, you know, college, high school, college. If they go there, minor leagues, they make it to the big leagues. They're playing big league baseball. It's awesome. They go to arbitration, and then you're <laughs> in like a legal room with the team that you play for, and they're telling you bad things about yourself and yeah. it's it's gotta be it's this eye-opening shocking moment for people because it's it is so ass backwards the thing that i'd like to note on it is that yes you know the sevy the 800k now or 400k if you meet in the middle or however you want to look look at it as you mentioned with sunny gray and greg bird like it it keeps going up in arbit it keeps going up in arbitration yeah so if if the Yankees gave in and gave them this 800k next arbitration that could turn into 2 million and yes, then on the final arbitration that can multiply to 5 million. So if the Yankees were to win this they could in theory be saving multiple millions of dollars in the coming years. So I I think it's it's tough to look at it in that scope and Jimmy I mean I kind of agree with you cuz I think we go through that list of players and you don't it's a little unfair to call athletes fragile because I mean they're humans like I I don't think you and I would like if we went to arbitration and we (laughs) had people yelling at us telling us how bad we were I don't think a lot of people in this world would like that but I mean a couple guys like Delon Batanzas like that's a scary one I I wouldn't want to be across the table yelling at Delon saying you know how bad he was for certain stretches the year before you know, Greg Bird, imagine that salary arbitration. That would have been a slaughter. And again, you want to keep some guys' morales up. And I think that's kind of where we land with Seve. It's like you and I have hinted hinted about it for the past few episodes. Like, you know, the offseason has distracted us from a lot of stuff that's really going on with this team. And if Seve ain't Seve this year, everything changes. Everything changes for this team. So, so can, can I, I put on a, a hot take hat? Sure. Maybe this mug. Sure. And say that could a Skip Bayless hot take say they are trying to motivate him? Like, we know from the R2C2 podcast, CC once said, you can't tell Seve anything. Seve needs to learn for himself. He doesn't, like, absorb. He doesn't absorb it until he experiences it, which is fine. A lot of people learn from experiencing. Like, that's a fine way to learn. Some people can just, like... Some people, my dad needs to do it. If you want to teach him something, like I can't right. tell him like that's the wrong button. He needs to hit the wrong button to be like, oh, I see that's the wrong button now. Right. So like that's what CC Sabathia said about Seb. He's kind of stubborn. He doesn't just take to information. So so is there a way that you can spin this in a really hot takeish way and say the Yankees want to sit there with Sevy 
and just feed him everything they want him to work on and be different. And this is their chance to do it and light a fire and be like, you don't fucking do this. You don't fucking do that. And then Sevy's going to come out of the room brooding like a Herb Brooks situation. And the assistant coach has to say, yeah, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll clean up. And then it's like, you know, bruise on the leg is a hell of a way from the heart, you candy ass. And then Sevy's yeah, like they- a beast. There's there's a chance for that. I mean, that's almost like the, you know, the the girlfriend dumps you because you, <laughs> you know, and you know they they told you your band was never gonna make it, and then your band makes it. So then, okay, did you make it out of spite to your old girlfriend? Did they, did they secretly motivate you to make it? I don't know. I mean, there's there's something there. It just I just need Sevy to be good next. I don't year. think there's something there. I don't, I don't I think care how you get there. Yeah, I don't think it's. I don't think they would do it just to motivate. But it's fun thought. Sure. Sure. All right, let's go into voicemails. AJ Cole, Jim. Oh, AJ Cole got picked up by the Indians. So that's awesome because we faced the Indians, what, nine times this year? Eight times? Goodbye, friend. So that's great for us. Hey, boys. South New Jersey. DJ LeMayu. It's not a bad sign. He could be really good for us. Good, solid defender, player. But I think the best thing that came out of it is that we just now should accept the fact that we just know nothing. I mean, was there any rumors that LeMahieu was on the radar? No, I don't think so. So, I don't know, at least for me, it gives some kind of calming, you know, feel that, hey, I just see what happens and, you know, avoid Twitter a little more. And uh, anyway, if you had a choice of one lefty batter right now, the Yankees could sign or trade for, and let's just say not named Harper, because that's an easy cop-out, who would it be? Let me know. All right, boys, keep it up. Love you. All right. Love you, Pat. That was Pat. And I love, I made this voicemail first because I liked the first point he made so much. We know nothing. I, I, I try to be as an in-tuned fan as I can since we, because we host this show and everything. We know nothing. And that's not a negative. That's like a fantastic thing. And I don't know. I think we said yeah. this in the after show. I've said it a couple times. Like, w- just allow yourself to understand that no one knows anything and don't react until it's official. And then have your mind blown that DJ LeMayu signed. Because trying to read the tea leaves and trying to sort through these rumors is impossible. So I like that Pat said, like, it's almost a calming sense. Like, okay, the reporters really know nothing. Cashman really does stuff under the radar. So just relax. You didn't see this coming? You didn't see the LeMayu signing coming? I've been who, seeing this all off season. Uh, who messaged me? It was either Jared Saul or Will. It was either Jared or Will. DM me like, why is no one talking about this? It makes sense. So shout out to Will or Jared. I forget which one it was. Well, and I'm 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 going to give per usual. You know, this is every Talking Yanks episode where I blindly give myself a little credit here, a little credit there. You you heard me mention Jed Lowry's name a few times, and I just think it the interesting thing that I'm going to tie into another Jakey spin I've been talking about is the Neil Walker veteran stuff. I think this this is going to be a new wave of veterans willing to play all over the field. And I think what's important about it, if you have the hands and you can throw with defensive shifts and everything that's going on in baseball, DJ LeMay, you can play third base. Neil Walker played a great third base last year. This How is, good did Neil Walker look at third last year? Don't These are points that I was making to you last episode. Okay. Okay, guy. Um, I was three days no, ahead I, of you. I just think I I think 
you know, DJ LeMay, I, I think the, the one I'll give you credit is, like, you could throw a guy in right field now. We might see a Tulo or LeMahieu end up in the outfield for a couple innings this year. Um, I don't know. I, it's, it's still... <laughs> you're right. It, like, is a good thing you don't know, and people need to embrace that. <laughs> and that's the other thing that just blows my mind, man. I, you know... I, like, it would be so weird if Brian Cashman came out before the offseason and said, oh, yeah, we're emptying the bank for Manny Machado. Like, that's not how you run a business. No. <laughs> and no. pe- people just get blinded by that a little bit. So, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. We're, we're going to see. So, uh, Pat's second part was name a lefty bat you want besides Bryce Harper because that's the obvious answer. Who's out there? I know that Marwin is still out there. Disco Marwin. Neal switch is still out there. Is there anyone else out there, Jake, that you can think of? Because I, I can't really even think of anyone. Can you give me 2017 playoff Greg Bird's bat? Can we trade for that? Yeah, I, I did my... I don't know if you saw, I did my all-free agent team that's still out there. Okay. And I mean... There are guys. I'll I'll give you my all free agent lineup right now. Left field, Marcakis. He's still out there. Marcakis. Shortstop Machado. Right field Harper. Center field AJ Pollock. Third base Moose Mustakis. One B, Mar Marwin Gonzalez. He can kind of play everywhere. Um and then I had Maldonado, Josh Harrison, a guy we talked about last year. Uh Cargo, cargo B or A, depending how you rank them now. Gaddis, Adam Jones. I don't know, Jim. I, I'm thinking what, what would be the hilarious wrench that I'm almost excited for now? Because <laughs> I, I saw a couple people, because we, we talked about initially like the difference between signing Jed Lowry and DJ LeMayhew, and it, it, it is what it is. I mean, it's going to play out on the field. We'll see. And then I saw some people mention Marwin Gonzalez, and it'll be really interesting to see what kind of contract he gets. I, it's looking like Marwin is going to get a three, four-year and probably more money. Uh, we'll see what it lands at. But Jim, what if, what if the Yanks sign Marwin? And what if we just move guys all over the field and we just have this random team? If, Marwin- the, Yanks, if the Yanks sign Marwin, <laughs> then who has a locked position? Judge and Hicks? Judge and Hicks. And every and other position on the field <laughs> can be, until Didi gets back, every position can be just a different guy if they need be. And that's, I, I, I went on a rant, it was two years ago, the Dodgers, well, and they had a little bit last year, but you have these kind of switchy, versatile lineups. Baseball's going that way a little bit. But again, Jim, I think the, the bigger thing, and we're, we're a couple Yankees experts, nobody knows anything. We could still sign Harper or Manny. I said it. Hey guys, this is Carlos again for Talking Yanks. I'm excited about DJ LeMahieu. I think he's a great player. I wish we signed a left-hander for the whole balancing lineup thing, but what the heck, you know, it's, it's going to be great. It's going to be great for the team. He's going to play second base while Clever plays play shortstop. I'm not a big believer on Tulowitzki. best, but I think the guy is toast. So Clever at short, LeMahieu at second, our boy and do her third. Bye-bye, Machado. Maybe Harper, you know? Who knows, right? Maybe Harper. All right, bye, guys. Uh, that's Carlos, and he's in the he's a Patreon member now. Carlos Rare, and he's in the chat right now. Yeah. Thanks for your car, Carlos. 
So maybe Harper now. Now, I think that a lot of people are saying you're crazy. It sounds like the – what did we just read? That the Phillies met with Harper. This is the latest rumor. The Phillies met with Harper, and they love him so much that they're out on Machado, and they're now in on Harper, which would leave only the Yankees and the White Sox in on Machado. Well, I don't – like I, we just said, no one knows anything, so I don't really put stock into any of that. Uh, I don't think the Yankees are getting Harper, even though – I don't know why they're not. I think it makes sense. Cashman said they were never in on Harper. We've never had any rumors. Now you can play the whole, well, that's that's the fishy aspect. But I really don't think, I'd love them to get Harper. I just don't think it's happening. Yeah, I, it, we don't know anything. What do we know? Um, we didn't know DJ LeMayhew, Harper, Machado. They could still come out of the woodwork. There could be a big trade. Or this could be the last move, and this is, this is it. We, we really don't know. So there, there's your hot take. I don't know. I, I, I said this last episode. I, we did our little gun to the head. I think they're still going to get Manny or Harper. Harper's never seemed realistic, even though it does make sense in our heads. Maybe it will be a last-second swoop. Right now, it really is sounding like the National League teams. It seems like Nationals, Cubs, Dodgers, Phillies. Machado, man, I mean... it. Here's, here's my final elevator speech on it. We're talking about how crowded the infield is and we've got all these bodies, yada, yada, yada. If you're going to sit there and tell me Troy Tulowitzki making the minimum is blocking Manny Machado, you're out of your mind. I agree, but that's what the Yankees are trying to tell us. But, I, but they're out of their mind. And it's crazy because... I mean, we, you know, on the on the Joe's McFly episode, if you didn't hear that, check it out. We did some over-unders and predictions. You know, we had Matty Garabedian came in. I think it was Matty Garabedian, or maybe it was Corby that said Tulo was going to be an all-star. That was Corby. And, like, the guy was really talented when he was healthy. I don't know. I'm Mentally, I'm so out on Tulo right now. How about that? I mean, that's fair. Next. Hey, Colin, for talking to Yanks. It's Eli from upstate New York. Just saw that they signed DJ LeMayhew, and uh, that's also a person not named Manny Machado. I just want to know what your reaction is going to be if they don't sign Machado or if they don't even make an offer for Machado, because I think a lot of people will be upset. I mean, obviously, I'd like to have him on the team, but I'm a firm believer in uh, Cashman, so in Cashman we trust. And if they don't get Machado, that's what I'll stand by. Just want to know what you guys think. Thanks. If they don't, thanks, Eli. If they don't get Machado, are you upset? If they don't get Machado, am I upset? You go. I got to think. <laughs> I'm confused. I don't even understand. Well, I think we said if they didn't get... We, we said a couple weeks ago, if they didn't get Harper, Machado, or Corbin, we would be disappointed in the offseason, barring... Ace pitcher. A blockbuster trade. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not counting Paxton as a blockbuster trade, although I really, really like the Paxton trade. And I think everyone's underrating it. I think everyone's conveniently forgetting about it and acting as if it's not like a big, yeah. big trade. And I think it was. I, I don't like Manny Machado. So if we don't get him, I don't have to talk myself into rooting for him. But I still want him on the team because it just doesn't make sense to pass on him. So I think I'd be upset. But uh, being upset doesn't really do anything for you, like as a person. Right. So, and you and I kind of don't like, we don't really let ourselves get upset for more than five minutes. So it might upset people that I'll like, I'll get over it real quick and just root for the Yankees. It'd be weird if they, if they don't, I don't understand if they're, oh boy, if they're not getting Harper or Machado or Corbin, then what's, then I, what's going on? Why, why not? What are the other moves? 
I'm confused. Probably. I'd probably be a little upset. I'd just be like, okay, that's not what we were <laughs> expecting. The fuck? Be confused. You're still confused. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'll say I, I think disappointed is a word. You, you had a chance at two guys who are all-time talents and you, another guy who's the, the chance to be a really good starting pitcher for the next couple years um, without giving up any assets. I, I think it, it would be disappointing. And, I mean, I, I would say we're still on a path for it. There's still a chance no. I don't know. Yes, I, I think it would be okay to be disappointed. I think that's, that's the part that's weird in you and me get caught up in the weeds because it's still like the Paxton trade was really big and we have Jay Happ for a full season in Britain and do you think this Yankees team's better right now than last year's team yes yeah easily right why wouldn't they be yeah you don't have two rookies like we like Glaber and Anduhar were basically question marks going into last year and like we said, Sonny, we we battled a ton of injuries. Now we're going to battle injuries this year, but hopefully not as many as last year. Stanton and yeah. Stanton and Stanton and Andujar were the only people that didn't see the the DL, and Stanton played with a uh, gimp leg for a month because they were scared he was going to have to see the DL. So, like, I, if we had that many injuries again, that would be pretty insane. Plus, Sonny Gray being dog shit. I think we're better than last year. But we had a chance to be all time. So I get being yeah, disappointed. What was, what was the, the Mike Axe's tweet I read the other day? Like, this Yankee team is still good. They have a chance to wor- win the World Series. but And they can still sign one of these guys. We always fly past that. But it, they, they have a full-on chance to become the number one team coming into this season. And right now, you can't, you can't clearly say that. No, but I, I don't I don't think they're going to sign either of them. That's where I lean. If if they if they signed Bryce or Manny, the consensus would be they'd be the favorites to win the World Series, right? I think so. Yeah, I believe I think so. Next, John boy Jake, it's your boy Nick Greco out in Dallas. Just trying to make sense of this Lemayhew deal. Talking with my friend, my dad about it. I don't know what it means. I can't help but feel like something else is coming. It just doesn't make sense. Why would you move Glaber for half a season to short for Didi to come back when we really want to solidify him at second? It doesn't make sense to spend twelve million dollars a year on a utility guy. You know, one of the things that I thought was, are they looking maybe at moving Glaber to third and they have something in place for Andujar, or is there already a trade in place for Andujar and they're still in on Machado? I don't know. Uh, more than anything, it just doesn't make sense. I'm trying to make sense of it. Love you guys. Have a good one. So, yeah, there we go. I, it, I'm, with, I'm with Greco. Thanks, Nick, for calling. It still doesn't make sense to me. I'm not saying I don't like it because, like I said, he's a good, proven defensive player. Who can hit for contact? So he's not, he doesn't hurt the team, but just doesn't make sense. It really feels like this is the first domino to fall. But then it really feels like it should be the first domino to fall, but I don't think it is. I think this is nearing the end. And I'm weirded out, confused. How's our infield death is confusing? Yeah, it's, it is confusing. I mean, the, the best way to, I, I, I guess the, the best positive spin would be, like we just talked about, is this Yankees team better than last year? And if DJ LeMahieu is, in fact, in the Neil Walker-type role, then yes, that's an upgrade. 
Um, I think we're going to see DJ LeMahieu more than Neil Walker because Neil Walker had a one-year $4 million contract. And DJ LeMahieu has a two-year $24 million contract. Um, and he's a gold glove winner. He won a batting title. So I, we're, we're going to see a lot of DJ LeMahieu. I, I don't know. Like, like we said, if I, I keep trying to find this tweet that would be somewhere along the lines of, if we can turn Sonny, Clint, even Anduhar, into a starting pitcher, maybe get off Ellsbury's contract and then sign Manny, like that would be incredible. And something like that could be happening or there could be no shot of that happening at all. And nobody really knows right now except one man. And he's a different blue-eyed boy than you, Jim. Yeah, he's got no hair. Sorry, Brian. You don't have any hair, though. But I got gray hair. Uh, I was talking with Joe's last night or the other day, and like – our dream scenario, I said, would be package Clint with Sonny and Ellsbury. And I don't even care about what the return is right. from that trade, but it gets Sonny out of here, gets Ellsbury off the books, and then use the empty money to go grab Harper at the last second deadline. That's my dream world right. scenario. I don't think it's happening. I don't think there's a chance they're getting Harper. I hope I'm wrong. Uh, or Or Machado, but I mean... Imagine that. Imagine if they'd made a huge move like that. They could. I mean, <laughs> I don't think they are. They could. But yeah, we'll we'll see. Hey, Wait Dom boy, see. I just wanted to ask you a question. Um, is Lemayhew gonna be uh, a third baseman this year? Uh, what's up with him? I'm not a big fan of the signing. I'm not sure if you are. I haven't really looked at your content. But um, you know, like it's just a good signing. He's just gonna bring us a world championship. Did. How Steinbrenner and Cashman mess up this offseason. Let me know. Thank you. All right, young buck. Thanks for calling in. Young buck. Guess the age there. I don't know. Young. I don't, I don't want to put anyone in a box. Okay. I didn't think it was mean. I was going to guess. It could be. I was going to guess. People, people, people can look at me and think I'm like 18 years old, Couldn't. and I'd be like half mad for a second. <laughs> I don't. Like I don't think male. DJ LeMay is playing third base. I don't think that. I I don't no. know if they messed up this off season because I don't think <laughs> it's not over yet. And um, man, even if they don't get him, I don't think they messed up. I don't know if that's the right way to put it. Maybe Jimmy know who know who might be on his way out of town. Clint Frazier. Well, we've we've talked about Clint a little bit, and he's by the way he is playing 162 games in left field next year, as as he mentioned on Instagram. Um, what about Tyler Wade? Tyler Wade, two years ago, was supposed to be our Ben Zobris. The Yankees said that verbatim, and now they said that about DJ Lemayhew. So, well, what does Tyler Wade get us? I mean, I don't think he gets us much, but I mean, it, if again, we start putting together this package of getting off Ellsbury's money, where and another team could think about using Jacoby Ellsbury as an outfielder. Um, but if we're again, putting, mo- if we're putting no right. stock into Tulo, which I think we agree, we're putting no stock into right. Tulo, right? I have no stock into Tulo. Yeah. Then, then Glaber's our shortstop, right? Right. And who's behind him if Glaber gets hurt? Tyler Wade. And there's no one else. Thyro Estrada, you're going to have him come up? He's never even played. Like, at least Tyler Wade's seen a big league pitch. It, not that it m- mattered that much. So, I don't know. There's That's big insurance piece you're getting rid of. 
Got that damn bullet in the leg. Hey, I, 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 I had a question I wanted to run past you where I think you and I have somewhat of an unpopular opinion. And we're obviously, you know, Kluber's been the big guy who's been on the trade block this year. If we could somehow turn Andujar and stuff into Kluber, we're, we're fine with that at this point. What if it was straight up? This trade happened straight up. Miguel Andujar for Madison Bumgarner. What would what would what would your honest thoughts be? That it shouldn't have been it shouldn't have taken Andujar. That that I would think that the Giants won that trade. Okay. And if the Yankees win a World Series and Bumgarner helps them win the World Series, then okay, fine. Fine with that trade. But if they don't win the World Series, I think that's terrible. Because you're only trading Bumgarner for one year. Right. So if right. so, and then the trade the trade becomes: Did you win the World Series or not? Because if you don't, that's a really really stupid trade. That's why right. I was fine with right. Kluber because it was a three years of Kluber. Right. 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 Uh, and that I guess that's where the thing where I'm getting held up in my head right now because value wise, you're absolutely right. San Francisco wins that trade. They get Miguel Andujar for the next five years, and he's just going to slap doubles and home runs all over AT&T Park. But, I mean, think about how many, like, answers for this year it solves. Like, having Mad Bum, like, the the starter we've kind of been waiting for, uh, play, I mean, so playoff proven. Like, I think if it happens, we'd be like, you'd be kind of bummed. It's like, damn, we, we just lost our, our new dude. But at the same time, we'd be we'd be so ready to win this World Series. Yeah, I think you got to get that done without Andor. Okay, I think you got to get that done with prospects. But see, if Andor's on the table, that's what everyone's going to ask for right away. Right. But we'll see. All right, next voicemail. Hey, this is John from Iowa calling for talking Yanks. Two questions about. Actually, the Britain signing to get away from this DJ LeMayhew talk. The first one, with them signing a lefty, does this hurt Tarpley's chances kind of as a lefty specialist? Um, let me know what you think on that. And the second is with the infield being a little bit of rush. Uh, let's do that Tarpley point real quick. Uh, with Britain being a lefty, does that hurt Tarpley's chances of being a lefty specialist? I think no, because Britain's not a lefty specialist. Britain deserves and demands his own three batters, no matter where they stand, no matter what side of the plate they're swinging from. Britain demands it. So if they wanted a lefty specialist, which they don't, they haven't had one for a while, then if they wanted one, Tarpley would be that dude. Right now... There's two spots open in the bullpen, right? We have five guys, and they usually roll with seven, I believe, or they usually roll with eight guys. I think I think we did it out, and I think there's one and a half spots because we don't know the Sonny Gray situation right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we think there's going to be a long man of sorts, whether it's Sonny Gray or Herman or, or Lasagna. Or Sessa, he's still around. Right, uh, somehow. Yeah, I think I think we said that there's going to be a, like a spot and a half at this point that's going to be up to Tarpley, Heller, L- Lasagna potentially. They might keep him stretched out as a starter. 
And I mean, there's there's still rumors about Adovino. So I, it is interesting. I I hope they leave a spot in the bullpen for one of those young guys. Because I mean, when when Tarpley settled down, he was really solid. After it was just his first appearance, right? You yeah, were ju- you were team Tarpley last year. Yeah, I like Tarpley. Just his first appearance is bad. Then he looked pretty good. And I think Heller and his like 10 innings he's pitched in the major leagues, he's done well. So I, I, I would like to have that as kind of a young young buck earn your keep spot in the bullpen. Uh, we'll someone's see how gotta, it plays out. Someone's got to carry the pink backpack from the clubhouse to the bullpen. Make Holder do it. That would suck. If there's not a young blood, then Holder's got to do it keep, two years in a row. Keep bullying Holder. <laughs> and the second is with the infield – being a little bit of rough shape before the DJ LeMahieu signing, um, defensively, of course. Does Zach Britton being a ground ball pitcher kind of hurt his stats, or will that have any effect on him? Thanks, and Jake, you do not suck. Oh, nice. Nice. Uh, someone else asked me this, and it was Andrew from Hell's Kitchen. I don't think – I think ground ball pitcher is always better than fly ball pitcher in Yankee Stadium. Whether you have bad defense or good defense in the infield – You'd still rather them give you the easy chance for the out than home run. It's limiting risk. Yeah. A, a ball on the ground can't be a home run when a ball in the air can. Yeah, so I don't care if me and Jake are up the middle. I still think they mm-hmm. take a ground ball pitcher. So, no, I don't think having Britain pitch one inning in 60 games out of 162 is going to – is going to change the infield. I hope the infield just changes in general because I hope they get better. Or yeah. I hope they bring in better players. But I, don't I, think, I will say. I don't think one plus one equals two there. I, th- I think this is an interesting tidbit that I, I mean, take it with a grain of salt. Okay. Fine. But when Britain, Britain's best years in Baltimore, the left side of his infield was Manny Machado, who's a world, all world third baseman. And J.J. Hardy, who was a gold glove shortstop. So I, I, I think, you know, the year he had a 0.56 ERA or whatever it was, he had some really good gloves behind him. So I wonder, we saw it towards the end of last year, Jim, that Andujar would get pulled after his last at-bat pretty much. I wonder how much, like, D.J. LeMay is just going to be in that role. Is that obnoxious? I mean, that's a lot... That's a little role for a $12 million guy when you They're do trying, that with Why would he sign with us if they pitched it to him as a limited role? Why would he sign with the right. Yankees to be a super utility guy? Why would the Yankees give him $12 million to be that guy when you can find a Neil Walker in February for $4 million one year? Everything about that doesn't make sense. Let's go to... He's the- not- DJ LeMay is going to play a lot. I think Neil Walker played in 103 games. I'm, I'm expecting DJ LeMay to play 125, 130. We should make that an over-under for some of the spring training stuff. His player profile preview. Talking Yanks, this is Josh from Brick. I think the DJ LeMay signing is a great signing because we have a lot of swing and miss on our team. And I looked up the stats. DJ LeMay has an 87.3% contact percentage when he swings at a ball and he has a 92.9 percent contact percentage when he swings at a strike like that's incredible like we need at least one bat in our lineup like that we don't need to fill our lineup with contact hitters but it's nice to have a guy that will make contact over 90 percent of the time all right have a going guys 
Uh, thanks, Josh. I appreciate those stats. 92% contact rate when you swing at a ball in the strike zone. That's pretty impressive. I don't know how yeah. that compares. I don't know that that versus the rest of the league. That sounds good. Nine out of ten times he swings at a strike, he puts it in play. Yeah, that's that's up there. He's a, a the guy who won the batting title <laughs> two years ago. Uh, I know internet's been going crazy about his home and road splits, and you know, judge judge has him to a degree. A lot of guys have better home and road splits. Cores obviously a little bit of a factor, but I mean the the guy is a a really good contact hitter. And people have been yelling about getting one of those for a while. So Yeah. His home and road splits, like some years they're bad and last year's was bad, and other years they've been fine, right? Like it's not every single season he only hits at course. No, I mean, I, I would say the thing that I would, if, if someone really wanted to have a heated argument with me about DJ LeMayhew's home and road splits and judges, uh, judges – 2017 he still had a 900 ops on the road i mean we've we've got a career of at bats from dj lemayhu that i mean we're 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 talking 482 home games 473 away games the home games 835 ops the away games 673 ops so i mean there's there's a full body of work there that he's he's not as good at away from cores but Dude, he's got he's got some of the yeah, Luke but I Boyd mean, in, he makes good contact. He drives the ball the opposite to the opposite field. In in 2015, he hit 280 away with the 700 OPS. In 2016, he hit 303 away with a 747 OPS. I mean, they're not as damning as people are trying to make them. There there's a difference, but the aways yeah. are still good. And Those like away in fifteen and sixteen are good. That's that's the other thing. the the home <laughs> The home numbers can still be really good. <laughs> the away in two thousand seventeen was two ninety four batting average with a seven five three op. What are we even talking about? What are people? Been, I didn't look at these stats. What have people been talking about, Jake? Those are fine numbers for a contact hitter. They're just talking about simply last year. Then I mean, it's it's his career. His career, there's, I mean, a, a almost 150 point gap in OPS. But so, but last year was really bad. So last year it was 229 on the road with a 277 OBP. That's really bad. 2017, 2016, 2015, his road numbers are still good. Let's be honest. I mean, we're all kind, of, we're all going to kind of find out together. the The answer lies somewhere in the middle. If you want to talk about DJ Lemayhu being the three-time gold glove winner, batting title champion, and you're expecting that, I don't think we're going to get that. It would be badass if we did. If you're expecting 673 OPS DJ LeMayhew and this guy's trash, you're you're totally lowballing him. The answer lies in the middle. Okay, so if he if his road numbers, if he hits his career no, road numbers for the Yankees, which is 264 batting average, 311 OBP, uh, 673 OPS. Those aren't great. If he hits no. that, then that's upsetting. But if he hits in the middle of his home and away, that puts him at a 300 hitter with a 700 OPS. I think that would be fine. If uh, I, 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 mean, I didn't look at the stats myself. I was just going off what people were saying, and I am I am not really concerned about them at all after looking at the numbers myself. 
Yeah, I, different players get measured differently. I, I keep hinting towards our, our PPPs that we'll be doing in spring training. DJ LeMahieu is going to be measured by his batting average and his glove. And we'll, we'll see where it lands this year for a new baseball team. I mean, that's it. Yeah. That was, I wish I looked those up earlier. Uh, next voicemail. John Boy and Jake, big fan of the show. This is Matt calling from Branford, Connecticut. Just a couple of quick things. Listen, I love you guys, but I think maybe it's time as Yankee fans to just flip the switch and realize this is how the new Yankees is, this is how they're going to operate. Uh, we're not going to go out and just spend, spend, spend and necessarily get the best players or the, the biggest players. And I think that's just what the Yankees are now. They're, they're trying to do it in house. When they did this rebuild and they got all these prospects, they weren't trying to flip them. They were trying to build for the future. And I think that's what they're doing now. And I think we just give up on this pipe dream that, you know, the Yankees are, are going to continuously go out and be heavy hitters every off season, or, you know, even when they need to be because they're just not going to do that. The other thing, listening to today's episode, and like I said, I love you guys, but I think you're missing the point with Tulo. The Yankees, Brian Cashman has taken flyers on veterans before. Tulo's not young. He signed for basically nothing. So there's a chance that coming out of camp, he might not even make the team. Or he might make the team in April and, you know, get cut by May or mid-May or early June. So I wouldn't necessarily factor Tulo into this equation. Yeah, he can pick it at shortstop. Yeah, he's a good bat. But... His prime is behind him. He's had years and years of injury. He's not the player that we thought that he could have been. And, you know, there's we have to give up on that hope that Tulo's going to be a stud. All right, Matt, thanks for calling in. Well, first, I think you kind of – May I, James? <laughs> I think he kind of missed our point because that was weird. Here's what I want to say. I am willing if, – if this is the last move of the Yankees offseason, I am willing to apologize for saying that the Yankees aren't run like the old school Yankees. That's fair. I, I, I mean, that's, that's true anyways. That's true anyways, because they, they are running it a little more like a business. And youth and baseball, we've seen how important that is now. So we, we shouldn't want to sign every free agent. Machado and Harper are special. If we miss out on them, I'll be disappointed. I, I think the thing that's nuts, man, and I I'll, I said it earlier, but we get lost in these too low quotes. We could still sign Manny Machado. We could still sign Bryce Harper. It would, it, there would have to be a lot going on behind the scenes. But I just, I just want to say I'm willing to apologize if the Yanks end up with none of Machado, Corbin, Harper. Corbin's already signed. I'm willing to apologize and say the Yankees are run differently now. Are the people that are screaming this from the rooftop going to apologize if we do end up signing Harper Machado? Because I think the answer is no. 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 Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think they are run differently. Just the fact that they're not going out, but it's not just the Yankees. There's two teams. If the Yankees aren't in on Machado, there's two teams in the MLB that are in on Machado. Right. So the whole entire league is something. But Matt said, in weird spot. at the end of his point, Matt said, I, I think that you guys missed the point on Tulo. Then he reiterated every single thing that we've said about Tulo as if yeah. he was debating our point when we've been saying all of those things, Matt. The Yankees, yeah. the Yankees are the ones telling us Tulo's going to be the shortstop and they're counting on Tulo. Jake and I are responding to that saying, you can't do that. 
Jake said it's the no. same thing as saying we're counting on Ellsbury. So we're all on the same page there, Matt. You can't bank on Tulo. The Yankees are trying to tell us they are, and that's their plan. You can't. It can't be your plan. I think they're smart enough to know that that cannot be their plan. It just doesn't add up, right? Tulo, at, depending on Tulo at short, it would be depending on Ellsbury, which is insanity. And then the backup plan there is Glaber at short, which currently with Andujar at third, now I've got a first-year shortstop with Andujar at third when we're talking about, you know, infield defense and we're signing someone like DJ LeMayhew. It, it just <laughs> it doesn't all add up right now, Jimmy. That, that's what we keep dancing around. <laughs> like it, it, this, this doesn't all add up currently. There has to be something else. There has to be. Last year going into spring training, we didn't have a second baseman or a third baseman, and it was like, we're going to count on the rookies. Then they signed Neil Walker. They signed, they traded for Brandon Drury, and Tyler Wade was getting a real look. And right. I think there was a lot of questions going into the spring training about the infield. I think we're just as many questions this year. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck's going on here? All right, we got a couple more voicemails. We'll wrap it up quickly. Hey, guys. This is Nick from Nebraska. Nick Ubach. You guys really uh, mashed that up uh, when I became a Patreon supporter. But DJ, pick it up, DJ, I don't really know. Machado's out, I don't know. I mean, I don't really want to get rid of Anduar. He's a big bat. He does need work on his defensive skills, but uh, he's still stood behind the plate. Yeah, I just don't know what to, you know, if LeMahieu goes second and Torres moves over to short, where does that leave Didi when he comes back? Love the show, guys. Later. I think when Didi comes back, Didi's the shortstop. If Didi's back and healthy and swinging, he's the shortstop every day. Yeah, I mean, Didi's done nothing to lose his job. He's been really good for us. <laughs> when Didi comes back, he's the shortstop. And that's, that's it's going to be interesting to see the first half play out because that, that's when I talked myself into Machado. It was have Machado play shortstop half the year, see if Andujar can pick it at third. If he can, that changes his whole career outlook. Then you bring Didi back and you can do so many things. I mean, I'm... I've been talking it myself into more Stanton in left field with Andujar as the DH because, again, that would be Yankee Death Star moves, but uh, there's still so much to be seen. Didi's the shortstop, though. When he gets back, yeah. Here we go. Hey, guys, this is Travis from Long Island calling in for Talking Yank. You know, I just want to say that definitely a little bummed out that we probably missed out on two future first ballot Hall of Famers and about to reach their prime. You know, I'm a little surprised that the Yankees missed out on it because the market for them turned out to be a lot better. A few years ago, they were probably expected to make about 400 to 450 if you ask anyone. So the thought that they can be, you know, got for about 300 now is I'm surprised Cashman didn't jump on that. The other thing I want to be a little optimistic, maybe, you know, they see. Sounds like he's got a microphone swinging down to the wrestling ring. Like, are you ready to rumble? But it's just swinging, and he's talking. And right. Swinging in front <laughs> of his mouth and then away from his mouth. But I, he's basically, what he's, what Travis said was that uh, he's surprised the Yankees aren't in on those guys because their market came down than what it was expected to be, which is like $400 because that's where right. inflation and the revenue jumping up percentages puts it at. Surprised the entire MLB is not in on them. We're looking at right. three teams that are in on these guys. The whole MLB, it's not just a Yankee thing, although it's, it, the Yankees are the only team that could really be like, nah, like, fuck that. We, we're just going to do it anyway. 
But whatever. And then Travis called back with a fun a fun voicemail. Hey, guys. This is okay. Travis again from Long Island. I just wanted to call again because I forgot. I wanted to add that I was listening to the most recent podcast and thought the dude that flushed the toilet at the end of his call was hilarious. The thought of someone calling, you know, a radio show while taking a shit is pretty hilarious. So uh, I wanted to uh, flush the toilet real quick in his honor. Uh, and maybe it's a, it's a thought, but maybe, you know, if whoever calls in to talk Yanks from now on who has access to a toilet, maybe it's like a little fun tradition maybe just to flush it from now on at the end of your call. I don't know. Just a thought. All right. Love what you guys do. Go Yanks. Peace. So should we become the flush, the flush podcast now? I mean, you and I are big believers in tradition. I, I, I think if you want, if you want to give it a flush, you're encouraged to. We no, no peer pressure on it. Here's the thing I'll say though: if, if we become a flush podcast, and people start flushing their toilet in the middle of leaving voicemails, it's got to be like mum's the word, an unspoken tradition. So when new listeners come in, they're just kind of like rattled, like, wait, what was that a flush? Is that just a toilet flush? Wait, 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 that caller just flushed his toilet, too. Is this something I do? They're not talking about it. What, what am I... It sounded like that guy just called in and then flushed a toilet. <laughs> what is this podcast? <laughs> I don't know. Flush podcast, yeah. It's a new thing. I mean, that's all we got. I mean, it was still like... It was more DJ talk because it, it just threw so much confusion into the mix. Talk about confusion. Trying to spell that motherfucker's name is headache-inducing. Someone told yeah. me just do all caps DJLM, and that is what yeah. I will do from now on. <laughs> yeah, we'll be we'll be sticking to that. I, Jim, I, I I don't know if this is my parting shot for the show. I I don't. Maybe I'm gonna die on this wall. Maybe I'll die alone. You're dying on um, a wall, not a hill. That sounds if, a little nicer. Yeah, it's like a big a big wall. It's like a wall and a hill. It's a wall on a hill. Wow. Um, interesting. If. Until they are signed, I'm not counting us out on Bryce Harper and Manny Machado. And maybe I'm ignorant. Maybe I'm dumb. Maybe and if I would have went with optimistic, I, w- I wouldn't have called you ignorant or dumb. I'd called you optimistic. Well, that's pretty nice, Jim. I'll go ignorant and dumb. But at, once they sign and they are on other teams, then I will change my tone. But for now, I think you're going to be you're so mad. Me- if if you're telling me Troy Tulowitzki's blocking Manny Machado, I'm just not buying it. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I think we're out on them. I'm going to be so excited if we're not. I would put it at 97% out in my brain. All right. I'm dying on my wall hill. I'd love to be there with you because I'm an optimistic guy. But I can't. I just can't. It just, do- it just doesn't all make sense to me right now. <laughs> I'm with you there. This offseason is a little bit confusing. I don't think it's ter- terribly bad. But it's definitely confusing. Like, does it not seem like a Brian Cashman move to sign Troy Tulowitzki, talk about him, end up, and then end up signing Machado for less than they were going to sign him, and then they trade Tulowitzki to whatever team they want he wants because the Yankees just don't care anymore? I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm a dreamer. You may say I'm the only one. Nice. It's a nice way to put it out. You want to sing the full song? No. No, no, no. Okay. It's a no. All right. That ends this episode of Talking Yanks. Thanks for calling in. Thanks for being part of the show with us. We'll be back on Thursday. Hopefully there's more news to talk about 
Otherwise, we got to get some fun questions and some some. Yeah, Tulo has a no trade clause. Justice just put in in the chat. But if he wasn't, right, that's why I said that's why we we trade Tulo to wherever he wants to go, so he's not mad about us yeah. just signing us as a. As I mean, a, he'd as rather he'd rather get traded than uh, not play. Yeah. All right, that's it. That's the rest of the show. Hopefully, if if there's nothing to talk about on Wednesday, then we got to get a guest or we got to think of a fun voicemail we'll do something fun voicemail theme uh that doesn't pertain to the hot stove so if you have right, any right, ideas right. send them our way thanks for listening everyone have a great monday we will talk to you soon go yanks tell them grams go yankees This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking about giving therapy a try, check out BetterHelp. It's entirely online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a questionnaire, they match you with a licensed therapist, and you can switch anytime, no additional charge. So, celebrate the progress that you've already made by visiting BetterHelp.com Yanks today, and you'll get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com Yanks.